And we are back on Backseat Manor. My name is Sam, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brandon. And we have a very special guest today on our edition of Carpool uh, Backseat Manor. We have Alex from Vice City Alerts on Twitter. This is a huge uh, Miami Heat fan account. He has over 56,000 followers on Twitter, growing even bigger every single day. Thank you guys for uh, joining me today. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great um so let's just dive right into it but before we do we have a very special giveaway going on right now um if you want to win an nba or nfl t-shirt of your choice uh go to our social media on instagram it's at backseat.banter on twitter it's at bbpodofficial to learn all the uh instructions that you have to do to enter for a chance to win a free shirt and it's an affiliation with audible so we can give you uh 10 additional entries if you use our code um to sign up for a free audible account um and some of that proceed does come back to us and helps us outgrow uh our channel so definitely consider checking that out um but let's dive right into this episode this is going to be a fun one um so if you're a heat fan definitely stick around because we're going to talk um some miami heat um so uh alex how do you get started running this account I'll be honest, back in the day, it was supposed to be kind of a spoof account. It used to be called Whiteside Alerts. That, that was when it was kind of, <laughs> was, yeah, it was a spoof account. Uh, I think like a year into it, Whiteside actually followed the account. So oh, really? Kind of, yeah. He yeah, still does follow the account. So that's why I kind of don't smack talk him really too much on Twitter, even though I kind of want to. But you realize that it was a joke account? I, I don't know. I hope, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> like by now, but I mean, like I, I just have fun with that. I don't really post really any ads or anything on it. I don't really monetize it in any, any way. It's not really related to what I do in like my real life. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just a fun way to get uh, all your word out there. So you are a Heat fan, then, right? Yeah. Okay. So any reason you're a Heat fan? Just your hometown team, or just hometown team? team? Just hometown. All team, right. Yeah. So, so you're a Miami guy, just like us. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. So do you have uh, any new experiences that you got as a result of this account? Because you, you said Whiteside follows you. Um, does anyone else, uh, Big, uh, anything that you were kind of surprised by catch your eye? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, Bear Jackson, a couple of the Miami Herald people follow mm-hmm. me. I've been, I DM'd them in the past. We've been in contact. That's um, good. Yeah. I used to like do a W, like you on radio. So, Mm-hmm. From that aspect, I know some people in the Herald and stuff like that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's kind of opened some doors here and there for in terms of sports. So it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, last week we actually talked to um, one of the Heat uh, reporters that, that goes around interviewing people, um, Andres Lopez. Uh, he mm-hmm. was actually covering them all the way up to the finals. I don't know if you remember. Um, you remember that quote um, when uh, Chris Paul was bullying Duncan Robinson and Jimmy was like, we don't make friends around here in the bubble. I'm here to protect my guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the guy that got that quote. So, wow. uh, yeah, uh, definitely opening some doors uh we're having a great time here. Um, Brandon, you want to switch this over now to uh, actual heat talk, get some thoughts on the off season um, going forward. Yeah. So obviously Miami made some like big moves this off season to try to obviously whatever master plan Riley has, which I think we all know is to go after Giannis or Bradley Beal or whatever, or whoever the big whale is going to be in 2021. Cause that's a big free agency class. Um, we saw guys like Avery Bradley, Mo Harkless, Gorante and might as well take like one plus one deals. Um, just what are your thoughts so far uh, as the off season goes? Was there any like departures that you thought were a mistake? Was there any like 
moves that you think are kind of underrated that Miami made? What What's your thought so far? Um, overall, I thought it was it was basically kind of how we expected it to go. Um, I was kind of I was a little surprised at Avery Bradley deal, considering the second year's team option. Mm-hmm. I thought when he opted out of the Lakers contract, I thought he's got to get more than like the five million that he was like guaranteed this year from them. Um, the Myers contract looks like a tradable. Uh, it looks like something they're gonna try to use. To, uh, I think it's kind of understood if they kind of want to trade him and like maybe Iguodala and mm-hmm. Kelly to kind of reach that thirty million dollar threshold to like be able to match like a Bradley Beal or James Harden kind of kind of contract. Maybe, maybe at the deadline or something like that. But um, mm-hmm. we kind of expected Crowder to leave. We knew he was gonna get multi-year deal. He's gonna be gone. Um. Goron was kind of expected to come back. It was kind of expected overall. I do like the addition of Precious, so I think he should be a really good um, backup big for the Right. I mean, what Precious wants to do, he wants to kind of model his game after Kawhi. And, you know, KZ Akpal has already been called, like, baby Giannis. So, <laughs> you know, already having Kawhi and Giannis, like, why go after them in 2021? But, um, yeah, if you can get right, the Walmart brand version of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think the one that really hurt me the most, like, yeah, Derek Jones Jr. left. Um, that was a little bit upsetting. But I really I really would have liked Crowder to stick around. I feel like he was a big instrumental reason why we kind of did well in the playoffs. Like, he, I think, he, I mean, besides the finals where he didn't shoot that well, I think mm-hmm. up until that Boston series, he played really well. So I, I would have liked to see him stick around a yeah, little man. bit longer. He, he could I'm... he could have built a house with all the bricks he had in the finals, yeah. but uh, throughout <laughs> the playoffs he was incredible. Um, um, are you he surprised that, Giannis for some games? Yeah. Are you surprised that Kelly and Ko uh, Kelly and um, None are still on the team, given the fact that they've been talked about in trade rumors? I mean, we saw some reports about them being traded in, during the draft. Where is that somewhat a surprising factor to you right now? I'll be honest. A lot of these rumors are just rumors at the end of the day. I do like a lot of people kind of like to push rumors around here and there, but I feel like the team isn't probably as willing to part with uh, pieces here and there because sometimes like one or two guys leave and then it kind of messes up the locker room. Right. Going back to what you said about Crowder, like the chemistry between him and Jimmy was so great to watch that mm-hmm. that like that's why that started that Marquette played so connection. well. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's a great take. And we, we actually learned last week that uh, Myers was like the heart of the locker room because we see him on the in the uh, bench always cheering the team on even when he gets no minutes on the actual court. So I, I definitely get that take um, to keep Myers around. But that is a tradable contract, you're right. Every contract, I think, has a second-year team option so that, uh, that they can get either choose to keep them or get rid of them depending on how the, the pendulum swings. Um, and speaking of that, do you think that there's a chance they trade for a star this year or they're, they're really just holding on for that 2021 off season to get a, a big whale? Mm, that's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think because the only two guys I could see being traded for is like Harden or Beal. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Heat are probably as enamored with Harden as people hope, or maybe even I hope, mm-hmm. but um, I think, Let's see how these two weeks go. I think this uh, was Giannis has into the first day of the regular season to sign at mm-hmm. um, that max. If yeah, he I mean, does, we're only a couple of weeks away now. Yeah, we're only well, I think 13, 12, I don't know, something like 12 or 13 mm-hmm. days away. Yeah, if he doesn't do that, then I think that he won't make a trade. I think they will just keep on hold on to the assets and see what I can get them. Maybe next season, maybe it's Giannis, maybe they can get a couple 
first round picks and open up space like that. Mm-hmm. But um, if Giannis does sign the contract, I could see them being active in the trade market for maybe Bradley Beal if things don't go well in Washington, which I kind of don't expect them to go well with Westbrook and him. So you think, uh, really quickly, just switching over to just general NBA, you think uh, Houston won that trade? Uh, it depends. Like, are we talking about, like, the future of the teams, or are we talking just like about right just, now? I mean, obviously, what I was going on with uh, James Harden. Which team got better? Yeah, which yeah, like what team won better. the trade? Yeah, pretty Wizards much. got better, obviously. I mean, John Wall hasn't played in two years. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't know how he's going to look. Uh, but you think long-term, uh, the Rockets got the better end of that? Probably, yeah. I, I would say the Rockets got out of the Westbrook contract. Mm-hmm. Not that the Wall contract is much better, but I feel like Wall is just going to keep getting injured, and he's just not going to play. And I think that's going to open opportunities for some young guys in my drafts in the future. Right. Yeah, that's an interesting take, too. So if, if Wall plays, then they get maybe, what, top five point guard if he's healthy? And if he doesn't play, then they can develop their young guys and, and see where they yeah. go from there. So that, that, that's a take I actually haven't heard very often, uh, that him not playing might be a good thing for the team. Uh, that's an interesting take there. Uh, but speaking of the, um, the the James Harden or Bradley Beal, um, who do you think is untouchable? You think Tyler Hero is now in the untouchable category? Or for, for a guy like that, they would just say, okay, ship him out? I think they ship him out. Like they, they said the same thing about like back in the, I guess with probably Karan Butler before we shipped him out for Shaq. But I don't, I don't think anyone's untouchable. Maybe, maybe only Bam and, and Butler. But mm-hmm. after that, I I mean, Pat's I mean, kind of getting honest. I mean, that's the only other untouchable I can think of. Too. Yeah, but like, who's going to like, right. nobody wants you but us, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't even think other teams are going to give him the, the, the minimum at this point. Like, mm-hmm. even nah. as a, like a, as an assistant coach, I love you, Donis, to hell, though. No, I mean, he really does just have value to the Heat because of who he is and what he's done with the Heat. Um, but I'll, I feel like if he retired today, uh, a lot of teams would offer him that assistant coaching position. That's for sure. Yeah, I could see that happening. Um, but speaking of our, like, our young talent or the rookies, who are you, mo- you said Precious you're most excited about. Who else mm-hmm. um, coming up? I mean, obviously, Tyler's coming off in a tremendous bubble. Uh, none kind of took a dip from his uh, from his all rookie first team in the bubble, but kind of showed flashes as to why he w- he won and se- he got second place in the rookie of the year vote. Um, who else? Because I know we picked up some like exhibit ten contracts and some two way players. Who else um, from that batch? Um, I mean, everyone everyone wants to see KZ play like yeah. on the team and actually get like significant minutes. That's why I wouldn't be against a, like a trade of kind of getting rid of a couple guys in the rotation, opening up some spots mm-hmm. for guys like KZ. Another guy, um trying to think, of the four or five guys we signed, Max Struss, the guy who played for the um, the Bulls G League affiliate, he mm-hmm. was a really good player in college. Um, I did like his game. He kind of looks a little bit like something that um, his, his skill set kind of mirrors something that – Duncan Robinson brings kind of a shooter, kind of a mm-hmm. taller shooter, six seven, six eight kind of height. Those kind of guys are pretty good to have and always on your team. Yeah, we were looking at um the, the guy Paul Ibuya, I think his name mm-hmm. is. He looks like DK Metcalf. He's built like a tank. <laughs> yeah. Um that 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 could be fun to have just in the locker room, uh to to be in the weight room with him. Right. I think he's gonna push some guys to their limits. Um he might rival even Jimmy Butler for uh being in the gym and and 
pumping iron there. Uh, that would be fun to see if he actually ends up on uh, the final roster or if he, he's just in the G League. But I do know that um, the Heat will not be participating in the G League this year. There, there's no Sioux Falls affiliate in the G League bubble that, that they're running. You heard of this? Yeah, I think that's really going to kind of hurt them. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, every year, all these guys that they've developed have some G League experience. Derek Jones Jr., Whiteside, Duncan Robinson, all these guys that have been integral parts of the teams in the past. If the G League experience, even Josh Richardson, that would be traded for Jimmy Butler. That G League mm-hmm. is really important for us. So I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they have some sort of practices with the G League team. Maybe they don't actually play. I don't know. They have to have something because I don't think they're just going to get rid of that association because the team also has to pay their bills. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's a one uh, time, like a one-off thing. I think Sioux Falls still exists as an organization. I think it's just, they don't want to participate in that. I think it's in Atlanta, like their bubble that they're doing um, Mm -hmm. for, for a few games because the two-way contract still exists. Right. Um, Like Gabe Vincent and, um, I'm blanking on the other guy that, that was on the, the two-way contract Kyle, last year. Oh, Kyle. Yeah, yeah Kyle, Kyle Alexander. Um, both of them are still officially signed to both teams. So it's not like the, the team itself was uh, liquidated or anything. It still exists. Um, it would be really just interesting to see how they use that going forward because that was such a valuable thing. I think we also missed uh, Ronnie Magruder. Uh, spent some time there in the G League, and um, he was a big deal in 2016. Uh but so you you said um you're you're curious to see KZ play. Well, what do you think of Precious? You you mentioned him a little bit earlier, but going forward, think he could be that stretch big that, that the Heat are looking for? I'm not sure if it's a stretch big though. I think KZ fits a stretch yeah. big a role a little bit more. Precious, I mean, I remember when Bam came out. I I remember I, I kind of thought he'd be kind of that Kenneth Fareed kind of you know like mm-hmm. rough kind of undersized big. Maybe not as much as Fareed, but Undersized big, who's a like a great rebounder. I mean, like he expanded beyond that. He's more of a passer. He's he's more of a more dynamic defender as well. But um, I don't know. I guess Precious. Oh, the only thing interesting about Precious I'm looking at. If you go watch his high school highlights, he doesn't look like a center or power forward. He looks more of like a three, mm-hmm. kind of what they say Kawhi is. So maybe that's why I kind of look. If you watch his high school highlights, you see a kind of different type of player. He kind mm-hmm. of. Push, he got kind of got pushed into a center position in college with James Wiseman out. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with him. Yeah, because I saw a video of him working out with uh, Tyler Hero, and he was shooting uh, mid-rangers pretty well. And I mean, three, he was shooting okay. He could still work on that. That's why I brought up the stretch big position there. Brandon, what are your thoughts on Precious? We were all celebrating when he slipped to number 20 on Miami. We had him going, like, I think 14 or 15 in our mock draft. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I kind of like with Precious, I kind of look at him as similar build and like, I guess, like body type as like a Nazir Little, like too big to be a three, but too small to be like an actual like five or four. And a guy that has like the offensive assets to stretch the floor, but I don't know if the same efficiency as like a stretch four. It's going to be interesting how he develops. Um, But if he can be that stretch big um, that Miami probably needs. Um, other than uh, Myers and uh, Kelly, I feel like I, I feel like they have one of those guys that they can really push for a future to play alongside Bam and really have a good defensive uh, front court with Bam and uh, with Bam and Precious. 
Well, Bam has been giving a lot of uh, praise to, yeah. to the guy. He said he could have a better rookie season than, than uh, Bam did. Now, Bam's rookie season was hampered by your guy, Hassan Whiteside, um, <laughs> getting a lot more minutes. Um, but well, what do you think of Whiteside right now? By the way, I don't want to get you in trouble with him, but um, he, he's oh, I don't, I don't care. Really. I, I don't care about Whiteside. <laughs> uh, but, minimum, um, a minimum deal in Sacramento? Dude, that had to be his only offer. Cause not, like, I can't think he had too many offers. If he's accepting the the minimum from Sacramento, that's the end of the line, I'd imagine. Like there's <laughs> nothing beyond that you go just go to China and play. I mean, it China all went full circle, so. right? Yeah. He started his career there. He got shipped around overseas, uh, became a max player, and now he's playing back for the minimum where he started. Yeah, it's a history of pizza, so maybe I mean, maybe he uh, got they, pushed out of Portland. So like yeah. when they traded for Ennis Cantor. Mm-hmm. Um, they, <laughs> that trade made me laugh though. Like they said, you know what? Let's just go back to having cancer instead of having. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to. Uh, listen, maybe works. maybe he'll maybe he'll do another world tour, and then some other team will give him a max contract when he returns. Oh my God, imagine! <laughs> and, like the worst thing for his career was that Snapchat. Like, don't get me wrong; it's probably made him probably more popular with mm-hmm. like people but that snapchat and some of the stuff he like posts on there just man he he, he kind of ruined his career with that snapchat if he, if he didn't have that i don't think we'd all know how how childish he is yeah. are you talking about the oh. we got shooters snapchat or are you talking about no, the i mean it's snapchat in general honestly. yeah i was gonna yeah, say or are you talking about yeah, the yeah. i'm moving out of america moving to hawaii oh my god <laughs> that's i mean that's truly that that <laughs> stuff like that like it's people on heat twitter also pushing that stuff <laughs> trying to embarrass the guy yeah i mean he's funny though he, he he's a very funny follow um it's yeah. tough to tell if that's his actual personality or if he's doing that for the memes no nah, i think he's legit i think he actually no, i think that's legit <laughs> i do that's think that yeah five-year-old that's funny dude i feel like he's a five-year-old that got 30 million dollars <laughs> and that was 15 million too much that <laughs> miami paid him but um just moving on from the guy that did uh, replace him in Bam. I mean, obviously he took a tremendous leap last season. I mean, Spo said that he's no ceiling. He could be defensive player of the year. Um, there were reports that he could start shooting more corner threes. It, was that something you want to see or maybe f- fix up the mid-range a little bit more and then move on to the corner? I mean, I don't think it hurt. I remember in the beginning of the year, him and Jimmy had that bet that if he didn't shoot it like one three a game, he I think he'd owe him like fifty bucks or something like that. Right. So I mean, I think that's it's what good to one push big him. face coffee. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's good for him to take the shot. Um, just imagine him if he can say if he can get people on the pump fake and just drive to the basket, get mm-hmm. to the foul line even more. That's the only thing I kind of want to see Bam do a little bit more. If he can get himself to the foul line, he becomes such a more dynamic player. He does. He does a really good job mm-hmm. of it. So does Jimmy. But it's like guys like that, guys like James Harden, that get to the line that even if they're having a bad game, they can just uh, dominate the free throw line. Yeah, you can get 20 points a game just shooting free throws. I think James Harden proved that. Um, last yeah, Jimmy few years. proved that also. <laughs> That's where he gets a lot of his buckets. I mean, Bam at the free throw line during the regular season, I think he shot like low 70s maybe high 60s but in the bubble he bumped that up he bumped that up to like close to 80 percent which is kind of incredible um but just speaking on the bubble i mean there was also reports coming out about um this season being a fluke and and being you know 
not being like a real contender for the uh, for the title next season. I mean, obviously, it's probably the Lakers to lose again. But what do you make on those reports? I mean, uh, it's just people kind of hating on Miami. But I'll give them this. I'll give them this validity that um, I think the the fact that it was a bubble really did help us because if you think about it, we would not have had home court advantage the entire way, basically, mm-hmm. even in the first round. And that makes a huge difference. I'm not sure we were necessarily lost to, like, let's say, teams like the Pacers or Bucks. But against a Boston, maybe that would have been a closer series. Maybe it would have gone seven. And by that, if you go to seven games, you don't really know how, if whether or not you're going to win that series. Yeah, but it's, is Duncan hot? Is, exactly. you know, does uh, Bam get that block or whatever? Yeah. It, it all comes down to um, tiny little things. You know what team really got screwed over by the bubble? It's the Clippers. Because they yeah. were really trying so hard to have that load management thing. They wanted to be the most rested team coming into the playoffs, and then every team gets 160 days off, and everyone's playing on an even playing field. So they're the ones that really got hurt the most. But the Heat were definitely one of the most prepared teams going in, into, into that bubble. You know that all of them were holding workouts even when they weren't supposed to. They were all staying fresh. I mean, Tyler Hero came back, I think, like 20 pounds uh, of muscle put on or something like that. Uh, they look like a different team out there. Yeah. yeah, the health factor was huge, honestly. Because mm-hmm. remember, Myers was hurt. I mean, he didn't really play too much either, but Tyler was hurt. So many mm-hmm. guys are banged up at that time. I think Jimmy had just gotten hurt against that Charlotte game mm-hmm. and uh, probably would have missed some time and probably would have seated us a little bit lower in the, in, the, in the playoffs. And I'm not sure, maybe if you fall against the Toronto in the first round at maybe two or, at six or seven, we, we finished, I think, five at the end of the day. Yep, if we you did. finish at seven, I'm not sure if that first round matchup with the Raptors then go against like maybe a Celtics, then go against a team like the Bucks or something like that would have been the mm-hmm. easiest route to go. It would have been a lot uh, more losses in, in that column before they, they even have a chance to sniff the finals, definitely. Um, but what about – so? In the bubble, obviously, there's all the different circumstances. Now there's going to be home court advantage uh, for every team. It, it seems like they're not starting with fans, but they're trying to get that to happen. Um, depending, I think on, it's certain. COVID. I think certain stadiums. No, I think it was an uh, NBA wide thing where oh, really because I thought I thought Magic opening night was going to have fans, but I, I could be wrong. See, I remember the Heat said that too, and then the NBA issued a statement like. Um, it's one or the other it's either right. no fans or some some fans in some stadiums um but I, I remember last year the heat really had one of the best home court advantages in the nba but were really weak on the road you think that maybe this experience in the bubble might might change something like that you'd hope it does but um i think for the most part the continuity going from last year mm-hmm. i think it's really going to help the team in terms of the record at home and on the road because road like on the road players like role players like let's say like a Duncan Robinson they're not gonna have the best night because Mm -hmm. the more guys are they're gonna flourish at home you'd kind of like to see Duncan have better games on the road guys like maybe Kendrick Nunn maybe guy like Kelly Olenek see these guys step up on the road will be huge for the team going forward you still think Nunn is starting or or Dragic just proved that he's clearly the best guy for the job I don't think either of those two start. Oh, so who do you think is starting at point guard? I think it's going to be Tyler. I yeah. think just for his development. I think, yeah, because wow, Miami okay. really last year was playing him as a combo guard almost. So I really, that would be interesting to see. Yeah. 
You think uh, he's ready for that? They did something similar with Richardson too, because remember mm-hmm. he was kind of a two that they kind yeah. of moved to the one to expand upon his like, point guard skills. Mm-hmm. They they the did same, that with Justice with first. Yeah, season. Justice. Yeah. That dude, the Heat, the they do some weird things in our lineup. I, I we always talk about this. Um, that Eric Spolster is one of the worst regular season coaches and one of the best playoff coaches because he will try crazy things that don't work in the regular season just to see if he could pull them off come playoff time. That's true. I mean, look in the playoffs, he started wins out the five and it, mm-hmm. it nearly won. I think I'm trying to remember if he started game seven. I think it was he lost seven. Yeah, but did he start game started. six that we won? Yeah, game six he started him at the five, and that actually kind of worked out for Miami because they were able mm-hmm. to stretch the floor because they're big. Because like, I think I want to say Bismack was starting over because I was yeah, at the game was. for I think Bismack was starting and he was almost like mm-hmm. neutralized. Like we couldn't get an offensive rebound, but I mean he couldn't play because I think Valanciunas was injured, and so they had to go small to match Miami small. It didn't work in game seven, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, but that that was the year that Chris Bosh went down with blood clots, and just there was a, a lot of issues going on yeah. um, that season. But that that team was good. I, I had high hopes for that team. I mean, guess that game was seven good. of the, I guess game seven of the conference semis without some of your best players is a pretty good accomplishment too. That was when that count was still called White Sellers, to be honest. <laughs> well, he was still on the team, and that's when he, he looked was still promising. On the team. Still. Decent. Uh, mm-hmm. Before he signed that Max, that Max really ruined his like. He just kind of got, kind of got selfish. He know? started spending a little too much time with DJ Khaled and um, the the rest of those guys, Rick Ross and Ocho Cinco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of, by the way, do you do you follow any of those accounts? Uh, do you take them seriously in terms of Heat news? Oh, I mean, I I'll retweet it, but no, I don't mm-hmm. take it seriously. I'll, I'll retweet. Uh, I'll post a lot of stuff. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. but like at the same at the same time, I, even I know like some of it. Eh, you kind of just do it just because yeah. uh, <laughs> you kind of want to pump up e Twitter and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just for good fun, and it's at the end of the day, it's just a sport. And mm-hmm. we're we're lucky that that Miami's had such good success in basketball that it's had in the last. Really, ever since Pat Riley came here, right? Yeah, it, it's special. It's the location helps, and um, Pat Riley helps. It, it, it's the perfect storm for continue. Honestly, um, really, you mentioned hopefully next next off mm-hmm. What do you make of uh-huh. Ron Butler's uh, being an assistant coach? I mean, you mentioned him being untradeable during that Shaq trade, and then obviously it happened. So, what what's your take on him being an assistant coach now? I know they tried to bring him in to replace Tony, I think, well, like a year or two ago, and they right. ended up with Crotty. But um, I don't know. I mean, they've had a good relationship. I mean, to trade the guy and still have him come back as an assistant coach kind of talks about mm-hmm. that they keep on saying the culture and stuff and the stuff that um, Pat Riley is at the end of the day, he's kind of one of like four or five assistant coaches on, on the staff. Yeah, I mean, I think it, he just felt humbled that, that he was traded for a guy like Shaq. I think if you get traded for a, a top, I don't know what, five, top ten center of all time, I think you, you take it on the chin. Oh, definitely. I mean, and that but that trade was basically why we won championship in mm-hmm. 2006. Right. 
Yeah, uh, but looking forward now, um, 2021 offseason, we, we, we mentioned it a little bit. It's one of the biggest free agency classes ever. It might even be bigger than that 2010 offseason free agency class. Uh, lots of star players. The one we always look at is Giannis, but um, we're also looking – there's Kawhi that, that's going to be available. Um, I think Anthony Davis just signed a long extension, so he's off the market for yeah, there. But uh, yeah. Him and LeBron there, are off. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of uh, super, superstar players available. Um, you think uh, the Heat have a legit shot at any of them, or this is all just uh, pump up Heat Twitter and then run it back with the same team next year? No, I think they have a good shot. I think there's so many guys available. I know this name. The best reputation because of the playoffs he had, but like a guy like Paul is available too. Which, if you can mm-hmm. add without losing any assets, right, would be a great addition, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's true, dude. Uh, a lot of people are sleeping on Paul George because uh, pandemic P uh, didn't really do much out there. Um, but he was a good player, he would torch the heat when he, he was playing in Indiana. That might give them a reason to not actually sign him. But we've seen the heat over, overlook uh, grievances before, like with Ray Allen. Yeah, I mean, the other one is, is interesting. The other clipper is Kawhi. And, I mean, just really quickly going back on Paul George, I mean, he came out and said, like, he wants to end his career with the Clippers and he wants to be here. I mean, we saw that. We saw the same quotes when he was in Indiana and OKC and look what happened. So I doubt that holds any value or any truth behind it. Um, it might hold truth, but any value, I, I doubt. Um, with Kawhi, though, he's also a free agent coming up uh, in 2021. I think it'll be interesting to see because he wanted Jimmy before Paul George, mm-hmm. so maybe that's a shot. What um, what do you think? I mean, it's a decent shot. We're losing a team because. It's, yeah, uh, it was, uh, yeah. yeah the, it, it, there was some weird um, yeah. Wi-Fi stuff there. Uh, we can hear you just fine now, though. Continue what you were oh, saying. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, it, if you get any of these guys, if you can possibly, I don't know how it would be possible without doing a sign-and-trade, unless you do some cap analytics. But um, I would love to see if they can add a guy like this without losing guys like Tyler Duncan. Because mm-hmm. if they do that, then I think they'd be set up to like really have a, a not miss, but be a team that can go on a championship run for four or five years, maybe. Yeah. Right. So that BAM extension kind of hurt them in a way, but I think that BAM extension also prevents another Dwayne Wade situation from happening, where it's a guy that you promise you, you promise him like, oh, we're gonna pay you later, and then you never do, and then he gets mad and leaves. Um, but you think that that extension is going to play a role in um 2021 you think it actually makes uh people like Giannis more likely to come because he knows that you're they're going to take care of him or or just that make the math too too complicated i mean i guess you have to take care of them (laughs) so i mean there's no real Mm -hmm. option there but i mean it has to help i'd imagine i don't think i mean some people say some people say you have to do what you have to do. I mean, if, if not, Bam was going to get pissed and then he was going to maybe request a trade. You don't know. We don't mm-hmm. really know what's in the back scenes right now. But um, 
you did it, you did it. What's done is done right now. And um, I would really, if they can't get a guy like um, Giannis, I wouldn't mind if they kind of go for two kind of secondary guys to add to the roster mm-hmm. versus adding a guy who would who would who would help you, but you would also come at the cost of your future. I mean, guys like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think, I think what's interesting is all these team options, right? Because they can definitely pick those up. Like Iggy's has like what, like an 18, 19 million. I mean, we talked about Mo Harkless, Avery Bradley having those options. Same with uh, Miles. Mo Harkless said, "Let's run it back." Right. <laughs> um, I think it would be interesting to see if maybe they pick all those up for a sign-in trade potentially and, mm-hmm. you know, ship those guys out along with maybe a pick or two in order to maybe do a sign-in trade without having to give up guys like Goron or um, mm-hmm. Tyler or Duncan and be able to pay Duncan and pay Tyler when the time comes. Yeah, man. Duncan is going to get paid. We see what uh, shooters – we see what shooters are getting paid right now in the NBA. Duncan is going to get paid when it's his time. And uh, that's obviously exciting for him, but that's kind of scary for the Heat looking at that. Like, oh, we're going to have to pay you, uh, what, like 50% of the max, basically? Well, what's good about it, he has bird rights. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be like a Hassan situation where he's right. on, he doesn't have bird rights. And so you have to go into the cap, uh, cap room and have the cap space to sign him. Um, but um what's good about uh what's going to be good about duncan is the fact that you can go over the cap to sign him that's true but he's still going to be eaten away so, yes. uh, he has a hold right he has a cap hold and then a cap hold, everything yeah. over that it goes into the the bird right category right um, all right one more uh one, one more question um unless we think of something fun uh what's your all-time favorite heat memory there's a lot to to so, so just pick one or two. Uh, and if any came from from the Twitter account, uh, include that one too. I mean, the Twitter account's fun and all, but like heat memories, um, I'm trying to think. Like when I was younger, like that, that um, was it the Dwayne Wade kind of buzzer beater, I think in double overtime against the Bulls was probably mm-hmm. like one of the most memorable moments for me. Um, that game six of the finals with Ray Allen's shot, stuff like oh, that yeah. is or just kind of, game-winning shots or game, like, clinching shots. That, it's, like, stuff like that that you really – that the Heat have really given us over the years. We're kind of lucky. We're not, like, the Wizards of the NBA or the Charlotte Hornets of the NBA. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or I mean, any, even worse. Ones that, like, any any of the times that you were actually at American Airlines and, like, that was a pretty cool moment or – Or the stadium was, formerly known as American Airlines. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was at game six. Like, oh, I really? Okay. Tickets and stuff. Yeah, I've had tickets for the longest time. So wow. game six, nice. I was there. I kind of got lucky. I remember uh, I was with a friend and he said, well, let's let's head out. And I, I said, at least let's watch the ceremony, if anything. Mm-hmm. So you stayed around. <laughs> you were one of the, the lucky yeah. few. I, I actually have a friend. If you remember um, that clip of Heat fans like walking mm-hmm. out of the stadium, my yep. friend Brian and his whole family are just center stage, oh, just leaving no. the entire. Yeah, so he was on ESPN Not Top Ten for like two or three years. Wow. <laughs> uh, hey, rightfully so, right? Rightfully so. You yeah. stick around with it. Um, he missed an all-time great shot, an all-time great moment there, um, but definitely, I think that was one of the things that actually makes a lot of people hate on the Heat. 
that's why there's so much heat hate going around it's that it seems like even some of the fans aren't too loyal of being inside that stadium uh what percent do you you think stuck around and what how many people actually got up and left i want to say maybe 10 percent, five percent left i don't think it was it was so exaggerated too it was also traffic it was probably like a wednesday thursday night in the middle of the week in like what may or was it like in june June, people are like People who have lives and stuff too. They if they want to leave early, it's because they have kids and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they over exaggerate. Games is terrible. So like, definitely <laughs> trying to oh, catch yeah. it early. Dude, you could be stuck in a Biscayne uh, or a Bayside rather. Uh, that garage, you could be stuck in there for an hour easily. Before I think you get after out. that game, I was stuck in that garage for like two hours, like, oh, <laughs> just yeah. in the top floor of that garage for mm-hmm. two or three hours. Maybe it was game seven, but like. It, that garage if you get stuck in it like that mm-hmm. i'm actually one of those fans that usually typically leaves a little bit early like two three minutes left just because mm-hmm. i don't want to get stuck in the garage right yeah but uh that's one of those games where you have, have to stick around for to see the, the final second like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's one where you, you don't mind getting two hours of sleep that night if it means sticking around for the last second of the game um but that, that, that's honestly incredible. That's one of those memories where if you get a chance, if you have a chance to go to to game clinching uh, finals game, you you take that opportunity and run. Uh, you think the Heat will be right back there this year? In the finals? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't think not? the East got as good as like people say. I mean, the Raptors got worse. Their center position is mm-hmm. a mess right now. Uh, the Celtics... Uh, the Celtics at the end of the day, they're about the same. I'm not sure they got much better. Tristan Thompson doesn't scare me at all. Then mm-hmm. Sixers, Dude, Sixers against the Heat, though, for some reason he always mm-hmm. pops off with like 20 rebounds, like 16 points against the Heat, and then he plays the rest of the season doing nothing. But that one matchup they always have, he he pops off for some reason. It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it's true because him and Bam are kind of similar in terms of their mm-hmm. build too. So it's the kind of a tough matchup for Bam. But I mean. But it's not just recently. It's been that way for like years. It's been that way since like 2010. For some reason, Tristan Thompson dominates. And Kemba Walker too. And now they're on the same team. I remember Kemba dropped like 50 on the Heat when he was on the They both hurt too. Yeah. I think Kemba's going to miss the first month of the season. I think Mm -hmm. uh, was it Tristan Thompson has like a hamstring injury or something like that. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think the East guy's good as uh, people say. I mean, Drew Holiday... It's kind of a if you said George Hill and um was it George Hill and Bledsoe 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 yeah for Drew Holiday, I mean yes Drew Holiday is better than both of them but combined eh, it's a little bit of a wash I'm not gonna say it's a hundred times better but it's an equal I, trade they they got yeah. a little better in some ways a little worse in others I mean future assets yeah <laughs> they got worse and they gave up like what it was the same amount of picks that they got for uh, that the Lakers gave up for Anthony Davis right mm-hmm. something like that too. yeah, yeah they, they they take their future for a chance to to win a title this year yeah. what about the Nets when he... on uh, Bogdan too which was kind of yeah, funny, that was funny. Uh, what do you think about the Nets, though? I feel like that's the biggest team that everyone's talking about right now because they get KD back. They have um, the, the, that uh, superstar duo in Kyrie, uh, Kyrie and KD. That, that's, I think, the team to watch right now, um, watch out for, rather. In, in the they're hi- everyone's hyping them up so much, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're going to be as good as people think. I think uh, partially because I think you can't. Don't get me wrong. I like Steve Nash. I'm not sure how good he is as a, like a as the coach. I know he was an advisor for the Clippers, but he was also doing like 
broadcasts for like the Premier League at the same mm-hmm. time. So I'm not sure how like right. like he has the basketball knowledge. It would have made a lot more sense to just hire D'Antonio instead of making him an assistant coach. But maybe that's just like the fallback plan. Maybe if Nash midway through the season like doesn't have doesn't like meet expectations, D'Antonio is a coach. Which at that case, maybe it's an interesting team. I don't. I'm not too too worried. I'm more worried against a team like Boston than I would be against a team like the Nets. To be honest with you. I'll tell you for one reason. I think honestly, I think you're right here because honestly, you look at both rosters. Boston has leadership. They're, I I don't look at the Nets roster and think like, who's the leader on that team? Who's like going to be the vocal leader? Like what DeAndre Jordan, Spencer Dinwiddie. Like you look at Boston. I feel like everyone in that team like knows their role and like knows who to go to. Like I think it's just going to be a mess in uh, in Brooklyn. Not going to. If somebody. They have so many ball dominant guys. Like yeah. Dinwiddie is good because he has a ball in his hands. Same thing with uh, was it KD and Kyrie. It's right. I don't know. I think Boston just meshes well. They have a lot of assets too. If they if they wanted, they could probably uh, pull off a trade. If they wanted to trade a guy like Marcus Smart or someone else, they have the assets to maybe make a move for another guy. So it's someone yeah, last that night. <laughs> last night we were actually uh, throwing out crazy James Harden trades. We were just uh, mm-hmm. on NBA trade machine, seeing what we can pull off. And Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, it makes just enough to trade for James Harden if they ever wanted to pull the trigger on that. I don't know if they ever would, um, but it's just enough because of that uh, Gordon Hayward trade exception. Mm. Uh, That's an interesting <laughs> one. I kind of wonder where Harden goes. Mm-hmm. You would think that he'd get traded before the season, but it's kind of, we're getting pretty close. I think he's just going to ride it out until the trade deadline. And I think I mean, he did show deadline. up to practice today. He did show up to practice. <laughs> uh, he got cleared. What's up? It was sober. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know about that. I, I'm not, not an insider. <laughs> uh, he may or may not be, but he what, did clear COVID protocol. So if... Mel tweet with him, like him partying or something like that, of like a few yeah. hours before he showed up. So like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but for some reason they cleared him, they cleared him, uh, for COVID. So clearly they they thought that, that he was being safe, uh, with Meek Mill and the baby. (laughs) Um, all right. Uh, really quick. And you got one last question before we wrap up, before we let you go. Um, just talking about, we talked about the other teams. Um, what if so, okay. Given that it's going to be like a shortened season and the fact that we haven't even seen a second half of the schedule yet. Um, what would you think, like the fine, like if you would have to make a final standings, you don't have to give records or anything like that. Where would you put Miami in terms of everyone else in the East right now? I think we're gonna probably end up being. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't think the regular season really matters that much, especially right. what we saw with the finals. We were five seed. I think we probably finished two or three, maybe three, just because. We're not the best regular season team, and there's also some probably some growing pains and some injuries. But uh, I think I think it'd be safe to say three, like high ceiling of two. I don't think we're gonna be the one seed. I don't think we mm-hmm. care about the regular season and don't have that kind of success in the regular season being the one seed. But I'm gonna probably say three. You play safe. Yeah, I think even when the Heat had a uh, the big three era, they were only the one seed. In like one season, yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, so you're, you're definitely right about that. like that first season, and then it was either like Boston or Indiana. Yeah, it was always someone else. There was, a, I think, in 2012, the the lockout year was when the Heat were actually a one seed, and every other year was. Yeah, I think Boston was that year. I think I was mean, it Boston that year? I, I want to say I don't remember. But then it was, was either it the Bulls. 
Or I know the Bulls were good. Uh, Bulls and Pacers were good. They won a couple of those years. Well, but I, does it even bubble. matter this year? Do we have a bubble again? So does it even matter where our final records are? Uh, I don't know if they're doing playoffs in the bubble or not. I don't think they announced that, but they are doing regular season. They haven't games even announced the their... second half of the season after the All Star break. Like they're making yeah. that wide open just in case there's another big slew, another spike and spikes and that yeah. kind of stuff. So. They're keeping that, but open. also, but also by then, hopefully, the, the vaccine will come out and everyone will be happy and safe, and we'll have real fans in the game at a hundred percent capacity, and life will be back to normal. But very good chance it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, sadly, um, I mean, yeah. But uh, anyways, before you go, do you have any plugs that you wanna you wanna put up on the show? Um, no, in particular. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, uh, yeah. I really, I'd like to promote you guys more in the future. Yeah, if you guys want me want to have me on in the future or something like that, I'll be more than willing to. Of course, this was fun, dude. We got to talk heat uh, more often. We talk about the heat a lot uh, off camera because uh, people get annoyed when we only talk about one team because <laughs> we try mm-hmm. to keep keep it uh, fair for all teams. But but we do have the heat as a special place in our heart. Anyways, before uh, we sign off, remember we are running that giveaway so go check that out on our social medias uh instagram is at backseat.banter uh twitter again is at bbpod official follow all the instructions and use our special affiliate audible code uh to get 10 extra entries in that giveaway anyways thank you guys so much for joining us uh backseat banner out